the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made off money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Guess who's back, babies? Back in studio, that is. Glad to be back in here in the amazing uh, radio station that is AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. We're also streaming live on FM 96.1. And I am streaming live on Facebook Live with me on camera, not just a picture of me. And I could not be more excited to be back in here saying hi to y'all on the Facebook Live stream and back in the studio with my Padna here. I've been gone over two weeks. Because first I had vacation, then I was isolating, not really isolating as much as hanging out on my sofa with my co-host Gator, and uh, glad to be back in the studio with you guys tonight, 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170, that's our call-in number. We'll have a couple of questions for you guys throughout the show. See if uh, you, well, you're always free to weigh in, uh, call in and, and share your thoughts on anything where uh, that, that's on your mind. We're going to spend a little time in a moment after the first break talking about uh, Ukraine and uh, Russia's situation. Donald Trump has said today that we are inching closer to World War III. And I've got somebody named Brandon Smith who's going to be here who's been studying the situation from the beginning. He's a um, founder of Alternative Market Project, and he's a 15-year veteran of the Liberty Movement, and he has been um, analyzing mainstream media disinformation, and there's a whole lot of that surrounding Ukraine and Russia, and what uh, he expects to happen next in this proxy war, so he will be here. Though that, that and so much more to share with you guys. Before I go any further, email me, by the way, at andreakshow.com. I read the emails throughout the, the show. I also read the comments that are on the Facebook live stream, which is on on the Answer San Diego Facebook page and follow me on all the socials at Andrea K Show. And don't forget, if you miss this or tonight or any part of tonight or any show, uh, feel free to get your down, your, your, listen to the podcast, download it wherever you download your podcast. That goes, that uh, being said, got to bring in my man, my partner in crime every night of the week. It's DJ Potato Skins. It will include and across the board DJ, DJ Potato Skins. Skins. Welcome back, AK. Welcome back to the studio. Well, glad to be back with you. It's just not the same. You know, it's like, do I get to be lazy at home? Yeah, and sit in my jammies and, you know, I don't have to put any mascara on and, 
Well, someone know? thought that I might actually not have a preference. You're like, do you enjoy it just when AK's not in studio? Maybe a little less, uh, you know, to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm always an in people person. Got to have her here. Well, thank you. And it's just, I, it's just not the same when I'm not in the studio. It's just not the same. I mean, thanks to technology, it sounds, you know, just as good, I guess, for as as though I'm in studio. But it's just not the same for me. And of course, uh, my man here uh, does so much of the show prep for me. So coming in the studio means I get, uh, I get a little extra boop. Boop. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> Extra boost of show prep. Um, all right. I don't watch Saturday Night Live. I haven't watched Saturday Night Live since it was funny. And that was back when I think the Long last time ago. Um, yeah, I think the last time it was funny was when Eddie Murphy was on there, probably. Um, at least. Um, although I actually thought that um, Will Ferrell was funny as George W. Bush. I thought he did a really good job strategically, like mocking George W. Bush. I thought I thought he actually did a good job. But in general, um, they haven't been funny in a really long time. Um, there was a skit that that uh, started kicked off Saturday Night Live Saturday Night uh, by Woody Harrelson that the audience didn't think was particularly funny. And I, you know, and I'm not sure that I disagree with that because if if I'm, we're going to play the clip in a moment, and you tell me if you think it's funny um, because I think it's funny in the sense that um, the truth is spoken in jest but it's kind of horrifying what our government did and hat tip to Woody Harrelson who you know tried to who, who tried to raise the issue in a, in a way uh, that's funny uh, skins please play clip two and start reading okay so the movie goes like this the biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes. And people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea of being forced to do drugs? I do that voluntarily all day long. Anyway... Yeah, he kind of saved the joke for the lefties at the end, gave gave him a little joke and talking about doing drugs all day long. Um, but there was not one chuckle when he's talking about he's using a story of, yeah, I get this script come my way and I'm reading it and I'm reading this script that these drug cartels lock people in their houses and you can't come out until you take drugs. Who's watching that movie? I don't want to appear in that movie, right? Not a snicker from anybody in there. And you know what? They're kind of right in the sense because there's absolutely nothing funny about Big Pharma and the drug cartels known as Big Pharma in, co- in collusion with the FDA, the CDC, the NIH and the NIAID in colluding together to keep healthy people inside their homes, denying them their life, denying their children schools, denying go, uh, going to school, denying uh, children, uh, denying, uh, you know, uh, you couldn't go to a movie. You c- Kids couldn't play in any extracurricular activity. You couldn't open your business. You couldn't go to a restaurant, right? You couldn't leave your home. You, you could go to a beach, but you couldn't sit on the beach. Remember Faulkner and the blowhorn telling people to keep moving? You literally, I was literally told I could not sit on, uh, what's that low, that half wall that's along the, the, the beach in Mission Beach? Oh, the same thing happened to me. I was fine. The second I even looked like I was going to sit down, they're like, please don't sit down on the wall, sir. You can't sit? That was insane. America went off the rails mentally with this COVID. 
The government seized upon it. There's breaking news today, which is not breaking news at all. Oh, so the energy department said, yeah, there's data that shows that the China virus came out of Wuhan. Is that news to anybody? Is it? Yeah. Did y'all? Yeah. Is that news? Of course, they had to they had to couch it. The energy department didn't say, well, we can't prove it. Well, do we not already know? Do we not already know that it came out of the lab in Wuhan? And Fauci was was questioned about it today. And he's like, well, I didn't say it didn't come out of the lab. I just said it wasn't likely it came out of the lab. Somebody uh, somebody was questioned today, some some official and said, uh, you know, uh, well, Blinken, I think it was. Well, science still has to, to, to exist. Oh, so gain of function has to exist in this country, in, in the world. We have to have scientists seeing how viral, how much they can cook, how much they can cook a virus to make it as deadly as possible. We got to We got to have that going on. No, what we need going on is we need a real investigation as to COVID. And I don't know. Here's here's Mark Thiessen's idea on um, what should should happen. Um, uh, no, this isn't about his 9-11 commission. This is this is him, his description of how uh, we were they how the media didn't just downplay the lab leak theory, how they mocked and made fun of people. That was just that was one of the favorite tools of the left when it came to covid skins. Please play clip six. So the media didn't just downplay this they made fun of people who said this was a, this was a possibility they dismissed it they and it canceled wasn't, people they canceled people over it and they were dead dead wrong why did they do that i think the reason is is because at the time it was the 2020 election and any effort to blame china was seen as an effort to deflect against a blame again from donald trump and so they were not going to go along with anything it was political and if you look at the polls the polls show that confidence in the media has absolutely plummeted in in 1977 71 percent of americans had a great deal of or a good level of trust in the media it's down to seven percent now absolutely right on all accounts I don't know anybody that trusts the media, the legacy media at all. And, and and it doesn't matter whether we're talking about the origins of COVID. It doesn't matter. I mean, the mocking of Americans regarding COVID was not just having to do with the origins of COVID and whether or not it came out of uh, out of Wuhan. It was the continuation of still, e- even though um, it was... <laughs> Even though there were lots of celebrities benefiting from ivermectin, they were continuing. Even though ivermectin is on the CDC website uh, as as a viable treatment for SARS-CoV-1, I believe it was, going back to the first bird flu, they still decided to mock people and lie and say that it was a horse dewormer medication, right? The insanity of mocking people not wearing masks. New report came out last week telling us what we also already knew about masks. They were never effective and they didn't do anything. But yet I still see people that the way that they were, the the lies that were told to the American people to infect them with fear for control was permanent in many cases. How can you know? Because I had a girl cross the street to get away from me today outside wearing a mask. Six feet wasn't enough for her to get away from me. No, she had to cross the street to get away from me. Outside, I was nowhere near her. So hat tip to Woody Harrelson 
uh, there was another actress today. I don't know. Who, I don't remember who it was who said that it was time for Hollywood to end the shot mandates. It was absolutely ridiculous. I'm going to have to Google that during the break and tell you guys who it was. But we are going to take a break right now. We're going to shift gears and we're going to talk about uh, Ukraine and Russia. We've got somebody coming up, Brandon Smith, who's done a lot of research on this. He's, his predictions so far in this proxy war have, have borne true. Trump is predicting this could be World War Three. Zelensky is saying, give us more money or you're going to lose NATO and, and leadership positions in the world. The pressure is on. Is World War Three on its way? Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K Show on AIM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Y'all pretty much know how I feel about and have felt about this Ukraine-Russia war, uh, proxy war, uh, from the beginning. It's never, uh, you know, it, it seemed like, I, I don't need to rehash all my arguments against it. Um, I, But, you know, one of the things, I'm not a foreign policy expert. <clears throat> a lot of it makes sense. Uh, it just is common sense in terms of the fact that nothing is, has added up here in terms of what, uh, why we have an interest in being there, what's happening with our money, what the end game is, why is there no peace talks, um, what, is, what, what ultimately, what are the geopolitical implications from here? There's just, there's just not any good answers here. And instead, what we've got is this Zelensky guy acting entitled to just to you know our our to the U.S. Treasury like it's his own version of his ATM, and if he's not getting his way, then he he's making comments like this. Skins, please play clip three. If they do not support Ukraine, they will uh, lose NATO. They will lose uh, the clout of the United States. They will lose the leadership position that they are joining the world. So if we don't support Ukraine, according to Zelensky, we're going to lose our clout as the United States. We're going to lose our leadership position and lose NATO. Um, uh, don't threaten me with a good time losing NATO. Um, can, can we also get out of the U.N. at the same time? Joining me to discuss is Brandon Smith. He's actually been studying Ukraine for a long time. His website is alt hyphen market.us uh, he is the founder of the alternative market project and he's a 15-year veteran of the liberty movement and he's been studying this ukraine russia proxy war and he joins me now to discuss hi brandon smith welcome to the andrea k show yeah uh, hi thanks for having me on the show so your response to Zelensky? Uh, well, Zelensky is a puppet, so I, I don't know if responding to him would uh, make much difference. I think this is a NATO-run war, and Zelensky is just a mascot, a middleman, and you know he puts on his little uh, costume, his little <laughs> rebel costume, and he pretends to be a military guy, but he's really just sort of a, a weirdo actor-slash-comedian. I don't know if he's that funny, but um, that's really what he is, and NATO is really running this war. It, 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 yeah, and I agree with that assessment. Um, you know, I, I was shocked by the number of, quote, conservatives in the media that were just fawning all over Zelensky from the beginning that what a hero he is compared to uh, Joe Biden. This is what a hero looks like. This is what a war hero looks like. And so here we are a year later. Uh, how many how many billions of dollars are we in? Janet Yellen was.
was over there today, apparently offering up another one and a half billion. Uh, we can't account for the money that's over there. The, you know, it, 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 I guess it's, you know, and then I look at it. No, you know, not to act like not to seem Brandon Smith like I'm, I'm heartless. Um, but my understanding is in Kiev, all the restaurants and bars are back open. Evidently, you know, it's so low key over there in terms of a war that, you know, the, the commander in chief, the president of the United States of America can walk around with fake air sirens in the background to try to make it seem dangerous. Um, you know, do you, what what is actually the situation in terms of the war itself? The well, here's the thing. It's there's a lot of propaganda on both sides. I'm not going to say that Russia doesn't um, release its own, you know, brand of propaganda, but uh, the majority of propaganda is coming from the Ukraine, and it's aimed specifically at the Western public. And so it's hard to determine what exactly uh, is the state of affairs on the ground for for the military over there, for, the, each, for both militaries. But uh, from what I can tell from my analysis, it looks like the Russians are focusing primarily on military targets, and they're staying away from civilian targets uh, until recently. Um, the this is something I actually predicted about two months before it happened. I said that it looked like uh, Russia was, you know, when the Western media was saying that the Russians were running away, that they were retreating and they were about to leave Ukraine. I was saying it looked more like they were repositioning to strike uh, infrastructure uh, targets, sort of like uh, attacking electrical grids, uh, water supply, uh, that sort of stuff. And that's exactly what they did about two months later. They started attacking uh, infrastructure targets using missiles, artillery, uh, drones. <clears throat> so uh, this was recent, but, in, but until, uh, you know, for most of the past year, uh, Russians have been avoiding infrastructure and bringing down civilian-based targets and trying to avoid affecting civilians as much as possible, which is surprising to me. Honestly, the first thing I would have done attacking Ukraine is what the U.S. did in Iraq when we first attacked Iraq is to strike all infrastructure targets. Um, You know, the Ukrainians even have had Internet for the past year, and that's bizarre to me that the Russians would not try to bring that down. Um, but that's where we've been for the past year. Only recently have the Russians started uh, striking infrastructure. In your analysis, what do you what do you think the end game is here? We know that NATO is behind this. Ultimately, this is about and the U.S. is 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 behind this because, in my opinion, the left is the uniparty system is because it's about money, it's about globalism, it's about the Great Reset and the New World Order. Um, and that's one of the reasons why nobody seems to have any interest in any peace, right, in, in any peace talks. As this progresses, what are some more of your predictions? Uh, well, one may have actually just come true. I wrote an article uh, a couple weeks ago um, discussing the, the state of Ukraine and where things might be headed, and one of the things I predicted in there was that uh, the the uh, Russian ally Belarus, which is north on the northern border of Ukraine, I predicted that they would get involved in the war and that they would send uh, boots on the ground in Ukraine. Um, the reason I predicted this was because the president of Belarus uh, stated recently that if there was a single 
Ukrainian soldier or a single incident or attack on Belarus that the full force of the Belarus military would enter into the war. Uh, if reports are correct, then just today or yesterday, there was a Ukrainian attack on an airfield in Belarus. So <laughs> if, that's, if the uh, Belarus president is um, going to keep his word, then it would appear that they now have an excuse to enter the war in Ukraine. Um, if that happens, then the Russians will have full access to Ukraine's northern border, uh, which I suspect they would probably cut down the middle of Ukraine towards Kiev and uh, try to split the country in half. Um, if, that's, if that's what's about to happen, then you'll see NATO call for boots on the ground in Ukraine, meaning uh, NATO boots, uh, U.S. troops, uh, U.K. troops, European troops, they'll call for boots on the ground in Ukraine. Whether they get it or not is uh, another matter. I think uh, especially the American public is becoming more and more disenchanted with this entire situation, and nobody wants to get into a nuclear war with Russia. Uh, we'll see if NATO tries to force the issue, but I think that's, that's where we're headed. We're talking to Brandon Smith. His, he's the founder of Alternative Market Project. Uh, what they do is they focus on an a- analysis of mainstream disinformation, economic instability, as well as practical solutions and preparedness in the face of large-scale crisis events, which certainly could be brewing a- as a part of this, and particularly if it escalates, you know, it's uh, you know with with U.S. troops on the ground. And I think that the, I think that the the uh, the left and the certain forces in this country, you know, not just a part of the classic military industrial complex, but there's many reasons why those in the uniparty system would really want this to escalate. And, and that really frightens me because there's no, because I'm not hearing anybody offer any ideas or solutions to how to deescalate this. And no, and nobody's even suggesting that anybody suggest to Zelensky that he tried to enter any talks. And when Elon Musk tweeted out some ideas for a peace plan, Zelensky immediately tweeted back, basically telling him to bugger off, right? And to, to, to blank off. Um, you, you know, I was told by a, a former ambassador that by me not on me not wanting to uh, embrace, we, he basically had said that we need to be all in on Ukraine. So this is a former ambassador who's pushing that we go all in on Ukraine, meaning boots on the ground. And then if I didn't go along with it, I was the equivalent of Neville Chamberlain and appeaser. Yeah, and that's the narrative. There, there are a couple of theories on why the globalists want this conflict in Ukraine. And one theory that I, I think I subscribe to the most is that it's not only to uh, destabilize the uh, global economy and geo, you know the geopolitical situation, but also uh, in the process this could destabilize the United States and the West in general um, because the situation that we're heading towards is uh, maybe not necessarily a a global nuclear war, but it's definitely turning into a global economic war. And if we start to see countries like China get more deeply involved in the Ukraine situation, if there are boots on the ground, NATO boots on the ground in Ukraine, then I think there will be retaliation from Eastern nations against countries like the U.S. 
in the form of uh, economic sanctions. So, for example, China could uh, very well dump the dollar uh, mm. and U.S. Treasuries oh. as as a means to attack the United States economically for our involvement in not just Ukraine, but also in Taiwan. But the, the Ukraine situation seems like the most um, viable powder keg right now. So uh, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of dominoes attached to Ukraine that could be toppled over uh, if this continues to escalate. So I think that's what's going on. And and one advantage for the globalists in this sort of, um, I don't know, anti-Russian sentiment or trying to get the entire American public involved in this anti-Russian sentiment is that uh, they can uh, eventually blame uh, a lot of negative effects the United States on Russia, and they can scapegoat. So if you have, a say, a liberty movement activism or you have some kind of rebellion against uh, authoritarian models in the U.S., they can say, oh, that's not, those aren't freedom fighters, those aren't American patriots, those are Russian agents. Uh, all of us, all of us, <laughs> you know, talking here or listening tonight, I guarantee we will be accused of working with the Russians uh, mm-hmm. one day. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we, you know, I had to hear that, you know, from conservatives, so supposedly in media, we're, we're trotting that out really quickly day one. If you didn't support Ukraine, you were Putin's puppet, you know, which is just absolutely it's so insulting. You know, to, you know, I, it, when people do that, it's such an obvious ploy to try to shut down any reasonable debate that is just really annoying. Um, well, this is really <clears throat> this is really concerning to me. Um, we certainly, <clears throat> as as many are commenting on the Facebook live stream, uh, one of the reasons why it's concerning is that you know if our military gets engaged, who has confidence in our military right now? I don't I, I don't know if if you do, Brandon Smith, but uh, we've you know we purged out so many of the patriots who didn't want to get the shot. Right, the ones that are left seem to be the ones on board with using pronouns. Yeah, I mean that that may be uh the the woke the woke anization <laughs> I don't know what to call it. the the wokeism of the the US military is definitely uh an ongoing process. I don't think it's as uh it's gone as far as some people believe, but in terms of the military brass, they are all on board. So the guys, the the guys in t- in charge, the generals in charge, are all on board with the sort of uh, woke uh, takeover of the U.S. military. Um, you still have about seventy percent of uh, active soldiers um, voting either Republican or Independent. So there is that. Um, will they go along to get along? That's hard to say. I think um, you know the vaccine was maybe one test, but. Uh, you know, if you're talking about turning U.S. soldiers against the American people, then that's that's a much uh, bigger scenario. So yeah, we're not I there think- yet. We're we're not there yet. We're we're still with the, with the it being in the upper ranks, and you know, uh, wokeism in the upper ranks, and and how that might play out towards the the lowers is you know the enlisted and is really in rules of engagement so um which we saw was a major problem in afghanistan uh in particular as well as iraq so hey how can people um learn more about you and read your stuff uh sure yeah they they can visit my website which is alt-market.us that's alt-market.us 
And I also have a newsletter called The Wild Bunch Dispatch, which they can learn more about on the website. What's that about? Uh, Wild Bunch Dispatches focuses primarily on uh, survival tactics and some of the more discreet stuff that uh, you can't get away with as much on the, in the mainstream. So. Oh, very interesting. I, th- I think y'all need to go. Can people sign up for it at your website? Yes, they can. They're, if they go to alt-market.us, they'll see a, a little banner for it. Very good. Click on that. Well, thank you for being here, Brandon Smith. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. All right, take good care. And you guys... Go get yourself a little snack, maybe a little something to drink in the next few minutes. We're going to take a break, and then we will be back. Don't go away. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Having some fun being back in the studio tonight. In fact, so much fun. It's almost like distracting to be in here. Hey, uh, thanks to everybody who's commenting right now on the Facebook live stream. I'm loving that. Going to read a couple of comments uh, here. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, okay, they're talking about snacks. Frankie says once he's done with his dinner at 5, no snacks. I can't go from 5 p.m. all the way to the next day. No, no, no. That was a problem with me living in the dorms and in the sorority house. That's why I had to move out. I couldn't. That's why I was ordering pizza at one in the morning from Bono's Pizza at LSU. I can't do that. Can you eat that early dinner skins and then just go to bed? No, there, there's another meal in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, Donna says two of her three sons joined the U.S. Army. Uh, she would never encourage that now. The only ones who enlist now do it just to get the transgender surgery paid for. Um, you know, uh, that and, you know, any other benefits they get, right? Um, it's not about patriotism anymore. I mean, how could it be? You know, um, we don't, we don't teach that in schools. Do we even have ROTC anymore? Does anybody know? You know what? That's something I need. Bob Walters, uh, is, is back from Trans, Aunt Transartica, Antarctica. I got to talk to him about that. We need to do a little talk about, uh, ROTC. I don't think it exists anymore. I don't do, I, I don't think they allow recruiters to come and, talk in high schools anymore uh frankie says ak kicked that bugs as yes i did i kicked its hiney thank you um i will say it wasn't much of a bug it was really kind of a non-event for me all right glad to have you guys joining the discussion there email me at andrea k show don't forget our podcast download it wherever you get your pods and um, we also have a 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. Okay, I'm going to play a clip for you guys that um, I saw today, Skins and I saw, that is incredibly disturbing to me. One of the things that I've talked about is how frustrating it is for me with my Christian friends and who say, you know, I just can't watch the news. I just, I just have to make, I have to control my thought life. I just can't be watching all this negativity. And then I, I've also talked about the fact that I, I watch a lot of sermons from, you know, some of the biggest preachers, the biggest names around this country, like Stephen Furtick, uh, from Elevation Church and how I'm not hearing our biggest voices in Christianity speaking out against the scourge that is the LBGTQ movement, particularly as it relates to transgenderism and what is being done to children in this country. Not hearing it at all. Nobody speaking up. 
It is our jobs as Christians, in my opinion, if we are going to hide out from the world and not deal with the world, we are not doing our job as Christians. You're supposed to be out bearing witness. How are you bearing witness to people if you don't if you're not out in the world and you don't know what's going on? We're supposed to be rebuking our fellow man. Instead, we've got preachers like this. Clip five. God is gay. God is a lesbian. God is trans. God is gender non-binary. God is straight. God is cisgender. God is black. God is white. God is Middle Eastern. God is Asian. God is differently abled mentally and physically. God is able-bodied. God is you, and you are God because you are a reflection of God's divine image. Wow. <clears throat> wow. Do y'all recognize the Bible in that? Is there anything biblical in that? You could Google it and see this man he's wearing. I don't know what quote church he's in, but he's wearing some scarf around his necks in, the, in rainbow colors. He's got a candle stuck in a rainbow in a rainbow candle holder. This is not biblical. I saw some other clips. Some people are saying that this is this is the perfect example of how we're in the end times because uh, the of the twisting and the bastardizing of the gospel and of the word of Jesus Christ. Let me let me mention a couple of things. Uh, you know, um, God is not you are not God. The Holy Spirit, if you accept Jesus Christ as your savior, the Holy Spirit lives within you. God is in, in your heart and the Holy Spirit lives within you. That does not make you God. That right in there is completely blasphemous. And it's not biblical. Our churches need to be speaking out against this and they need to be speaking out against this this culture war that we've got going on right now. Our country is in a battle and a war and it's about good versus evil. And that is evil. And it's not biblical. It's absolutely not biblical. God is not gay. God is not a lesbian. God is not transgender. To assert that he is, is absolutely demonic. And you are not God. Right. You're not God. This is why you have to know your Bible. You have to make sure before you go to church and before you let your children go to church somewhere, somebody invite, oh, you want to go to our church? Research it. Find out what's going on. But where are our, where are our Christian leaders? They're not speaking out on this. They're not doing their job. Half the time Christians and, and we're and why are we here? Because we're not protecting we haven't protected this country. We haven't we haven't been uh too many churches have, have uh <clears throat> they've gone quote progressive. They're following the culture instead of trying to shape the culture. Instead of pushing back against quote progressivism. And we need, if, if, if now more than ever, we need our Christian voices to be very clear and to be pushing back against this. I never thought in my lifetime that I would ever see a preacher. What, what's next? You're going to stand up and say, you know, God is an abortionist? Yeah, God every commits- church in America should be get, getting their voice heard on this. Yeah. I want to start. I, I we need to, we, what we need to be doing is we need to be putting some pressure on the Stephen Furtick's. Who are some of the other big voices out there? Some of the other churches of these me, pastors of these mega churches. 
I haven't gone to the Rock in a while. If you're in San Diego, um, has has um, Miles McPherson has be, he been preaching against this this LBGTQ stuff that's going on in our culture and in our schools and our children. 888-344-1170 at the Rock. I'm pretty sure Awaken is speaking out against this, and we need more. We need more churches doing that. I find this absolutely shocking. I'm not an end times expert, but I'd have to say this is this is kind of some end times stuff here. All right, we're going to take a break because this is the end of this segment. All right, is, is Trump going to burn the GOP to the ground if he doesn't get the nomination? Some people say so. Stay tuned. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. Reading some more comments on the Facebook live stream. Before the break, we were playing this clip of this, quote, pastor, preacher, whoever he was, saying God is gay, God is trans. It's just despicable. And Edward says, I did get a Catholic priest angry. Why? I brought this up. Brother Michael Diamond is a true Catholic. He is fighting against the Catholic leadership. Okay. Um, Frankie says God created man and woman. He did. He did. God didn't make mistakes. There's, you know, the, right. I mean, it's just that, that's insane. And when you're having to, it's just another example of how, uh, the left is seeking to, you know, the cultural Marxist movement about is about destroying our Judeo, Judeo Christian principles and values. Right. In a way, Um, Andrea, they're playing God. Well, that's absolutely what they're doing. And when we're a culture that just only wants to hear what we want to hear, we've we've got raised, you know, decade for decades now, we've been raising, you know, people to only hear what they want to hear, uh, not having to face repercussions, consequences of their actions, um, that everybody's entitled to have a roof overhead, to have this, to have that. And nobody has to work hard for anything and you get whatever you want. It's all everything's emotion based. Nothing's based on nobody's taught the lesson anymore that. You know, um, that life isn't fair and you don't always get what you want. And, you know, there's always going to be somebody. No, it's the opposite. They teach you should get everything. Right. right. So it's like, so of course we've got to, you know, every, every lesson that's, that's based in truth and reality, um, has to be upended. And so they've, they've got to get at the Bible, which was the underpinning of our entire society. And unfortunately, because Americans, so many in, in general, are just emotion-based and ha- only capable of hearing what they want to hear, you know, that's the, you know, it's working, right? Um, so um, the latest attack on Trump, by the way, is that now if he's not going to be the nominee, he'll burn the entirety of the GOP to the ground. Did Donald Trump burn the GOP to the ground after they enabled and allowed the White House to be stolen from him in 2021? Did that happen? In fact, Donald did Donald Trump burn any burn the RNC down to the ground? No. In fact, he supported recently Ronna McDaniel. Did he burn the GOP down even after they not only did they enable the White House to be stolen from him in 2020, but the RNC raised four hundred million dollars supposedly to fight the election fraud and didn't spend any of it, and yet he still supported Ronna McDaniel as to continue to run the RNC back in 2021 and just backed her again. He's been one of the most loyal of Republicans. Absolutely. There's a, this is absolute insanity. I want you to hear a former Trump 
communications gal, Alyssa Ferrara, uh, clip one. Well, and the reality is Donald Trump spoke through a spokesperson already put out a statement saying, of course, he'll support the nominee because it will be him. So like big hedge there. Yeah. Um, the problem with it, it, it's sure it's good party politics, but Ron McDaniel has no enforcement capability here. If Donald Trump's still polling at 40 percent within the Republican Party, which he currently is, she's not going to keep him off a debate stage. He doesn't need to be on her debate stage. She's still going to be able to control quite a bit of the party. And frankly, the fact that Ron McDaniel's still running the RNC underscores Trump's death grip on the party. I mean, the GOP's lost consecutively in several cycles under her leadership, and we haven't chosen to go a different mm-hmm. direction. I'm someone, I've said many times, if Trump is the nominee, I will not vote for him. I believe you put country over party, and that should be just kind of a normal thing. <sighs> so Trump's going to burn the party down. She went on to say at one point, Trump's going to burn the party down if he doesn't get the nomination, um, which is which is, you know, unconscionable, apparently. But she won't support Trump if he does get the nomination. Did I understand that right? You understood that right. That's very hypocritical. And by the way, the fact that Ronna McDaniel is running the RNC means Trump's grip is on the RNC. Ronna McDaniel is the opposite of MAGA. That is about the worst analysis in the world. Right. And by the way, she didn't she's not continuing on at the RNC because Trump endorsed her. Trump should not have endorsed her because she's not MAGA. That does. So that doesn't display his grip. It displays the uniparty clip, the establishment uh, grip on the party, not Trump. The fact that Trump's gone along with it just shows it shows not just his loyalty, but the fact that he still thinks that he has to have the establishment going forward. But then at the same time, those same people are going to are, are, are um, the same people are, you know, going criticizing DeSantis if he's had some meetings with some establishment people. I do think you have to have the establishment supporting you going forward well i don't know if you have to have it or if if you can get it great but what we what we really need is a leader who going forward whether it's trump or anybody else who says uh, you know calls out the establishment one of the greatest things trump did in 2016 was talk about how stupid both parties were particularly when it came to china he needs to continue to push back against the establishment and he's actually kind of lost that a little bit in a sense yeah, I keep we he, he's kind of reemerged. I keep waiting for him to get back to that, but he hasn't done that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, Trump is still. Are there some other people right now that are you know taking some as forty percent is a huge number. He is still by far the leader going into uh, the the nomination process for twenty twenty four. Do you think DeSantis is pushing <clears throat> back enough against the establishment? Um, I still have a lot of questions about DeSantis and his bona fides in terms of being a conservative, particularly when it is related to, uh, I didn't like a lot of what he did on COVID with the shots. Yeah, but he did come Um, back and apologize that he was wrong. Well, he said he was wrong on the lockdowns. He didn't really come back and say anything on the shots. And to my knowledge, it's still under law that they, that the state of Florida has the right to force a man, a shot on you. So that I'm not crazy about. I also don't know where he stands because he hasn't been vocal about, um, much in terms of the tyranny going on in, uh, our government. In fact, I've got a, a story to share with you guys, uh, after the break. SCOTUS. Did refuse to hear another case that has to do with the weaponization of the government against the United States. And whoever is going to get the nomination in 2024, that has to be a number one issue, has to be 
All right, stay tuned. We got more Andrea K. Show coming up, so don't you go anywhere. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.